I want you to repeat after me. I would have lost heart unless I believed. I would have lost heart unless I believed. I would have lost heart unless I believed. That I would see the goodness of God. In the land of the living. Amen. I would have lost heart. And I just ask you, are you, I think we all go through this from time to time. Where have you lost heart? I'm challenging you. Where, where's the area that you lost heart in? Where's that area that you lost heart? God, highlight the areas that we lost heart. God, search our hearts, Father. Search our hearts. Try us and know us, God. Search our hearts. That the areas I lost heart. God, you fill in the blanks. The areas I lost heart, maybe it's I messed up in a relationship. Maybe it's I messed up at work. Maybe it's I, I did a crime. I blew it. I was harsh to my spouse, my children, my parents. I was overcome with fear by what I saw in the world. I'm just telling you the, the answer to that. It's because you can, you can say, okay, I, I messed up with this, and now i got to do this to make up for it. I messed up here, and now i got to do this to make up for it. I fell short here, so i just got to work harder to make up for it. That may bring some fruit. But I think it's a, it's a temporary band-aid. Where there's darkness... I'll equate it to this. Those, fear, those fears, those, those areas, like you sweep under the rug, it's like an elephant in the room with God. Those areas of darkness, it says that even the, the pitch black midnight is as the noonday to God. It's as the brightest part of the day to Him. The one who is light. And you can put a band-aid on something, but I'll tell you where the lasting breakthrough comes. It comes by looking him straight in the eyes and coming and spending time in his presence. Letting him hold you, letting him repair you, letting him speak what he says to your life. Like, you hear from God. You, you hear from the Lord. And sometimes we even put that on the shelf. That should not be... But I think he's bringing it up now because he's, do, he's stirring something in the body. Especially, he's doing something here. I don't care what every other church is doing in the world. I don't care what any other believers are doing in the world. I'm pressing in. And that's what he's calling us to, to press in. Because he says that he's making me, he's perfecting me into the image. He's perfecting you into the image of Christ. He's perfecting you. 
And you know what's even, even cooler? Like, I think that's pretty cool. But he's perfecting the bride of Christ. He's perfecting the body of Christ. I think that is so cool. He's taking the shortcomings that I have. He's taking the wrong thinking that I have. He's taking, he's accepting me even with those things because he's doing something amazing in all of us. He's doing something amazing. God, thank you for doing amazing things. You wouldn't do anything, you wouldn't do it any other way. remember my first my first sermon it was John 10 10 the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but Jesus came that we may have life and life abundantly if you can look at your life and you're like something's not abundant here well come in come in open the door and he'll make it lovely so good, Lord. I think God, he says he'll lay upon you on your shoulder the key to the house of David. You have the key to the, David means beloved. You have the key to the beloved's house. I am my beloved's and he is mine. We have the key. We have access. You have access into the beloved's house. And when you sit there a minute... Sometimes life is busy. Sometimes you only got a minute. But if you sit there even for a minute, that minute will change your life. (laughs) You can get life-changing things in one minute if you just but go into the house of the beloved. Let him sing over you, dance over you, tell you the things you didn't even know, encourage your heart. You see, we're not just here by happenstance. He picked you on purpose. And he said, this is where you belong. He picked you on purpose for right now. This is where you belong. You belong. I just want to tell you guys, you belong. You belong. And you, you can always 
enter into the house of the beloved. for a taste of peace in your presence there's peace in your presence there's fullness of joy in there's presence everything that don't belong has to go <laughs> thank you Lord thank you Lord you are the, the master fixer the master builder the master lover and you know everything perfect that we need God
be a professional <laughs> and I'll use the analogy of a bike I don't know many kids that just got on a bike and took off you might know one or two but I don't and so the, the theme I think one of the first promises God gave me for today is that deep wells will be opening up and Pastor Ryan's been talking about belief belief there are things that you know there are things that you know that God put there. And I'm encouraging you. I'm exhorting you. Dare even say, 
command you to let them come forth and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You may fall down. You may scrape your knee. It might hurt. You might get laughed at by somebody. You might get attacked personally for going after God the way he called you, the way you know he's calling you to, the way you know. Because when you step into the presence of God, when you ask him, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And I just want to lay that invitation. If you haven't made that call, if you haven't called on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you'd respond, that you'd, you confess, that you believe that he is the Son of God, that he died for your sins. But it just doesn't go there. I think a lot of times we stop there. He just handled all my garbage. He's the best garbage taker-outer. But that's only like a third of the story. Maybe that's like a fifth, a tenth. That's like 10% of the story. The other, I don't know, let's just say a big part of it is he is working in you. I love this verse. God, I believe it's Philippians 2.12, for it is God who works in you if you accepted the Lord Jesus, you just acknowledge him right now. If you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, it is God who works in you. What? You mean it's not just your effort, your labors, your, your trying, your struggling, your striving? No, because I'll tell you there's a better way. There is some of that. But that God's way is peace. God's way is, is rest. God's way is I can stand before him. Only by the blood of Jesus. Only. I have no merit of my own, but it's no longer I who lives. Jesus is living in me. If you called in the Lord Jesus, he lives in you. And he says you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of God. The, you, the presence of God is, is with you. You carry it. And sometimes it's like just on a shelf. It's like, okay, I got the, it's in my, this is weird. But it's in the shelf, and I don't even acknowledge the presence of God. We have the presence of God, and there's times I don't even acknowledge Him. I'm struggling with something. I don't even take the time to say, God, what do you say about this? God, what should I be doing differently? God, how can I pray into this situation? God, what do I do about this government? God, what do I do about all these, all these things going on? It's funny, there's a verse, I believe it's James 4, 1, sorry, I might say this wrong. Draw after me and I draw after you. James 1, 4. <laughs> draw after me and I'll draw after you. God says, draw after me and I'll draw after you. Well, guess what? God is ever present everywhere all the time. 
He's the one drawing us. He's the one drawing us. So that's why when we draw, boom, he's right there. That's why in this, the story of the prodigal, boom, the prodigal's like, what am I doing out here? Boom, there he is. I know that's a parable, but it's a parable. It's about the kingdom. The second we want to acknowledge and engage with the, the God Almighty, the second we want to engage with God Almighty, we can. We don't have to go through all these series of purifications and 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 sacrifices for ourselves. And one man got to go in one time to experience the presence of God. Got to go in before the mercy seat of God. You and I, our portion is we can go in. We can go in. And everything in this world, even things inside me. Even the sin nature that's, on, that's in me. Well, that's all it wants to do is take you away from being with God. Let me just play this game. Let me just do more work. Let me just do this. Let me go fishing. Let me, there's stuff in my life, right? Let me just do this thing. I, oh, I got to do this first. I got to do that. I got to do that. And I can totally miss God. When that, I was created to enjoy God. I was created to be with God. Like, and he went the extra mile to tear open the veil into his presence so I could come in at any time. That is our portion today. That is our portion. And that's what I, you, that's one of the things God's drawing out. Like, we can go in and spend time and, and not just, just sit there quietly. Maybe that's it. But we can wait on the Lord. And I love that scripture, Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait on the Lord. He will renew their strength. Are you struggling because of something at work? Are you struggling because of, well, I don't even want to start naming stuff, but are you, are you struggling because of some of those things? Things, relationships, things, stuff, opposition. Well, guess what? If you go and, oh, into the presence of God and wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. He will renew your strength. It's like, oh, I got the gas tank filled, but it's not it. Like, that's like me taking my car to the gas station and I fill it up with gas. That's good, right? <laughs> but guess what? That's why I love the rest of Isaiah 40, 31. He will help you to walk it out. There's areas where we get sidelined, we get derailed, and we're just blah, big mess. But he'll help you to start walking. Start walking and not grow tired. And then he'll help you to start running and not grow faint. And then we can mount up with wings like eagles. And that's, of course, metaphoric, right? If not run around here with some eagles' wings. But eagles are, are an apex predator. They, they soar. They soar and they, they have the, such good eyesight they can see a mouse from like hundreds of feet up in the air. And then, you know, so much about waiting on God is he gives you, he fills up your gas tank. He gives you the strength and courage. He'll encourage your heart. He'll speak the true things about you. When you just wait there for a minute, when you just wait on him, the word of God 
Jesus, the word of God, speaks. He's speaking today. Holy Spirit, in the, these are even Romans 8, I was talking about earlier. Holy Spirit's hovering over, praying with words we don't even know he's saying. Earth-forming words. Earth-forming words. Jesus justifying us. We don't deserve to be justified. And if I say I'm justified, that sounds a little arrogant, but I'm justified in Jesus. It's in the Bible. You are justified in Jesus if you believe in him. There's, there's something else. So God's been teaching me a lot about his presence, about his voice. And there's something else I want to talk about is ministering unto the Lord. When thinking about ministry, I guess there's a dual aspect, right? If you're serving others, you're serving the Lord. That's true. I'm not saying that. But there's a difference. We're not doing something for Jesus. Just declaring his goodness to the world. I think that's a better way to put it. There's there's a thing where, you, and that is 100% needed. But there's something else. There's another dimension. That it's not just serving the world to serve Jesus, because that is so important. But there's another thing when it's just an audience of one. And you can look it up, David. It's in 1 Chronicles 16 and 25. He instituted day and night worship. All they did was sing and play instruments to God. There is something else. When you just, like, you, I can work. I can go to work and I can pour my heart out or I can not pour my heart out. I can come to church. I can serve the community. I can do so many things and do them and either pour my heart out or not pour my heart out. I can even, I can, I can probably sing and dance, but when you start engaging other things, like those parts of your, your mind, your, your faculties, like to start dancing, and you can, you can dance and not pour your heart out. See, I'm not pouring my heart out. Just two-step. I'm not going to do something else, but. <clears throat> and I can sing, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. And there'll be times where that's all you can raise up, and that's okay. But there's 
something else. I want to read Psalm 29, verses 1 and 2. A Psalm of David. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. And when it says give the Lord glory, the word, if you translate it, it's honor. And guess what? He calls us mighty ones. Oh, you mighty ones. Give him strength. Worship, meaning to bow down, to come low underneath Jesus. In the beauty, the glory of his holiness. Like, kind of sounds like some other scriptures you may have heard. That you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. This is not loving the this is not dancing with all my heart, mind, soul, strength. That might be. I'm not discounting that at all. But you and him alone know where that where that is. And so when you go in, like everything is as the noonday to him. He knows everything. He knows you and you're perfectly accepted. And he'll he'll deal with the stuff that shouldn't be there. You just come unto him. In fact, he says, Come unto me, all you that weary and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. The portion of rest is so, so important. So, so important. And it's tied with peace. It's tied with peace. That I can be... Like, sitting in the midst of just fast-paced life. Things are going on, and I'm, I don't have to be phased. I can wait to see what God says about something. And then act. I don't have to be just driven to and fro by what's going on in the world. I can I can worship him in rest and in peace. In fact, one of my favorite pieces of the armor of God is my feet are shod. That's a word we don't really use today unless you're a cowboy or cowgirl. Right? I have a shoe on my foot that's nailed to my foot. I have a shoe. It's nailed to my foot. I can't even take it off. A horse can't take off the horseshoe. A donkey can't. I don't know if donkeys wear them. But they can't take it off. Their feet are shod by their master. And they're prepared by peace. So I can have peace no matter what's going on. You can have peace no matter what's going on. And when you want to compare that with what's, what is going on, you can declare, I have peace in the midst of what's going on. You can take all your requests to the Lord with thanksgiving. And you can make those requests to the Lord with thanksgiving. Because if you're in this room, you're in probably the top 1% of wealthy people in the world. Something right around there. You are so wealthy 
There's people in Africa eating a bowl of rice every couple of days, maybe even longer, you know, just sick with kids sick and so many things. We are so fortunate. Like if you have clothes you bought in the last year, you're fortunate. If you have clothes you bought, you're fortunate. If you have clothes you didn't make, you're fortunate. Unless you like to make clothes, then do your thing. We are so fortunate. The fact that, and that's just the earthly things. The fact that we have God Almighty. Come on, how about that? We have God Almighty. I lack nothing. We lack nothing. We lack nothing. We lack nothing. And I want to just give you an example, right? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies, right? That's in Revelation. I want you to turn Psalm 43. Speaking of David, right? A man after God's own heart. Looks like he was going through some things right here. Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. I almost think this is like written in today's, it's been written for today. Well, yes, it was. <laughs> oh, deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For you are the God of my strength. Why do you cast me off? Why do I go mourning because of the oppressed of the enemy? Look at this. David is being real and honest at a point where things aren't going good for him, where the world looks like it's going to I, hell in a handbasket, right? I can't believe all this stuff's going on. You know, do we think that the crazy things we go through are just only today's people are crazy? No. There's been craziness all the whole time. Adam, who was in the very presence of God, took the fruit. <laughs> right? Verse 3. Oh, send your, your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Where does he want to go? Into the presence of God. Then I will go to the altar of God. To God my exceeding joy. And on the harp, I will praise you, O God, my God. And then he questions himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So look what he's doing here. He's recognizing, and I'm sure we can all do this, I think we can all do exactly what David did here. And we can all be men and women after God's own heart. He recognized that there was some garbage going on. That things that shouldn't be. Like how can this be happening, God? That I'm being personally attacked. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. He goes into the, the presence of God because he had the key. And then he prophetically, he, he changes his mind. He declares the goodness of God. He starts prophesying. And he corrects himself. He encourages himself. For I shall yet praise him.
And that's what you shall do. I'm telling you, you should do that. <laughs> that's a good for an amen. So I just say again, let there be light. It was spoken at the beginning of time. And like a double-edged sword, I say, let there be light. Let there be light. Help us to be lights, God. And... uh, You move into another song. I just invite the uh, the elders to come up and this is going to be a time I, I really want you to consider these things and I, I'm sure it's already been happening but I, I'm I'm just giving you a time to respond now. That God is doing something. Behold, I'm doing something new. Do you perceive it, says the Lord? Yes, yes.